Hey, welcome to the show. The 49ers just wrapped up their joint practice with the Vikings less than two hours ago. I was there. David Lichty was there. We're going to give our instant reaction. Pretty damn instant. I mean, less than two hours. We already drove, drove back from Egan. Let's get to it. Let's but it. first, we got to talk about the news. We'll get to practice and the minutia of the day. But this is big news. Finally, we know what's up with Deshaun Watson. 11 games. 11 games. It's more than half the season, but it's not the full season. Do you think the Browns will trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? It's the question on every 49ers fan's mind. No. No. I agree. And I All right, next topic. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why? I just – I've long thought that they shouldn't. I, I think I'd, I'd read something about – I just don't think there, – there have been some takes about how, hey, you need to respect Miles Garrett's prime and Nick Chubb's prime and all those things. They knew when they made the move for Watson that this was a – long-term decision for them this is a guy that they want to retire as a brown and so i just i and i do believe that you as a gm and as, as an owner you're you're there to win games and i also think there's realistically i don't think they'd have to give up much i just don't see how jimmy moves the needle for them that much do i think he'd be an improvement over jacoby Brissett? yeah probably um is it really gonna get you far in a loaded afc Probably not. And I don't think that they lose so much where they have to mortgage any other capital that they've already shored on with the, the capital they gave up for Deshaun in the first place. So yeah. now with it only being 11 game suspension, yes, that's significant out of the 17 game season. But I just think the Browns um, are going to I think they're going to stand pat. And I think that's what they should do. Yeah. Here's the way I look at it. Um, the Browns are not. Any team that trades for Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to want that contract, the $27 million, 25 I think it would be, right. for the team that takes him on. So you either – you would extend his contract. But the Browns don't want to do that because they have Deshaun Watson. So it would just be a one-year rental. And now it's just for 11 games. Right. And he still hasn't even been cleared to throw. And he doesn't know your playbook. And it's getting kind of late. Like, And he's expensive. You still got to pay $25 million. So you're paying $25 million for 11 games of Jimmy Garoppolo. He missed OTA's minicamp, training camp. It's like, no, of course, no, no, absolutely not. The Niners would have to pay for most of it. They'd have to pay. And why would you do that? No. And and the the only reason that the 49ers would ever, in any scenario involving another team, take on some of Jimmy's salary is if it were somewhat of a Brock Osweiler situation uh, where you were maybe getting a premium pick, maybe even like a, a... a, a second round pick, like a high second round pick. Mm-hmm. If you're getting a day three pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, you, when they cut him, or if they, if they cut him, if they move on, that money, whatever they don't spend, will roll over to 23. It's much more valuable to them than spending five or seven million dollars for a fourth round pick. I just don't see it happening, and I don't, I don't, I don't see. I, I at this point, I honestly think, um, I feel like him being cut is a much bigger reality than people want to admit right and and when he gets cut i think the browns you know may offer him a modest one-year deal and if he wants more i'm sure they would have no problem saying goodbye right we're good with what we have they may offer him something but i'm sure it won't be much i'm not sure i'm guessing it won't be much and that's a great point because the browns also don't need him so badly like they know their trajectory of where they want to go Mm -hmm. is beyond this season and so it's like why would they overpay for something that's probably not going to push the needle enough for them to be competitive, maybe not even get into the playoffs, instead where they could just wait a couple more weeks and then say, hey, Jimmy, do you want a job? Or It's not like they can say, hey, we have Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to win the Super Bowl now. I, I mean, you're not going well, to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. With I Jimmy. mean, 
So, I mean, I, I don't know what fair. the point is. I'm just saying he had his chance. Okay, enough, Jimmy. That's the latest and probably the last we're going to hear from him in, unless some quarterback breaks his leg or something. I hope that doesn't happen, knock on wood. Okay, let's talk about Trey Lance. You saw him twice. He had two really efficient days in terms of completion percentage. Do a pick today. Um, Kyle Shanahan, over five years with Jimmy Garoppolo, developed a really good feel for how to highlight his strengths and minimize his weaknesses. How do you think is the optimum what, – what is the optimum way to do that for Trey Lance at this stage in his career, in your opinion? As far as – Well, I mean, what, what, what routes would you be calling less frequently? Yeah, for I him think at this point, and what what would you be calling more frequently, given his, you know, yeah, issues? I think what we've seen is Trey Lance is comfortable in the pocket more than people give him credit for. I think they look at him as being the athlete and oh, he can run, and so he he can't be in the pocket. I think we've seen that he's mm-hmm. if he's feeling pressure, he'll set his feet and go. That being said, uh, I have no problem. I don't want him to avoid the middle, but I think that getting him in rhythm, uh, you know. It, Getting him outside the pocket just to get in rhythm on those short throws, but then when he needs to set up, I like his touch pushing the ball downfield. I like I like what he's doing on the sideline. I think we saw that in Arizona. We saw that against Houston last year. Um, I feel like, and I think you alluded to this before when we were chatting about there's that the picks that we saw from Jimmy usually came over the middle, and Jimmy and Trey aren't the same guy. But I think that sometimes Trey trusts his arm strength a little bit. Um, maybe today, like even sometimes there's. I don't know if it was too much zip. It was deflected. I, I got his hands on it, but it, yeah, I'd probably stay out of traffic. And That's Kyle, exactly though, what I was going to say. Traffic. Yeah. Jimmy, you, you couldn't keep him out of traffic because there was only so much of the field he could throw into. But right. with Lance, I don't think there's any reason early on to have him forcing passes into traffic. He could throw over the middle if it's one-on-one, but it seems like with his arm and the, all the different weapons you have, you should be able to find a one-on-one low-risk throw. And I think one of the reasons they were working on the deep out so much this offseason is it's a low-risk throw. If you miss it, it's incomplete out of bounds. Yep. If you miss the dig over the middle, it's a pick like today. Because yep. if you miss it short, the linebacker uh, picks it off. If you miss it long, the safety picks it off. You, if you throw it behind the receiver, the corner picks it off. It's tough. That's yeah, what it, the interception was today. It's tough. And I know we're going to talk about this, some pressure that he was facing today. I will also say that in joint practices, you did not see Kyle um, open up his bag of tricks at all. No, there were not. No. There was no misdirection. There was no decoy with Debo. There was no, there was no, no pistol. Anybody in motion. You didn't see people cry. Like it, there and all, all, all the triple option stuff they were working yeah. on last week. They didn't show to the Vikings. Right, and that's by no. design. I almost made me feel like Kyle was the one that told the Vikings staff to tell people not to take videos because he's so paranoid about things like that. And I, I honestly. No, no, no. I think it was the Vikings because he's a first-year coach. The first-year coaches are always the most insecure. I know. It was Tommy G. <laughs> but, no, I agree. And yeah, and they're cut from the same cloth. They're, they're in that yeah. kind of same tree. So I, I think that that's where I take a step back and realize that Kyle knows the installs he wants. And to your point, I don't think he's going to protect or shield Trey Lance from ever making a mistake. But I think he's going to put him in a position to get in rhythm, uh, get those safe throws, but be able to push the ball. And I think avoiding, look, quick hitters across the middle are really valuable to the 49ers, though. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the yak yards, a lot of that is where that comes from. Yeah. I just think that we'll see how it goes. You don't need to force it, though. Like, right. there are ways to manufacture uh, clean looks, but there are no re- there's no reason to force 
because the Niners have already said their mission statement this year is they're going to carry Lance. They're good enough to carry Lance. What did Nick Bosa say? He just has to not make the big mistake. Well, don't put him in positions where a big mistake is where he's prone to it because you've seen, I mean, you've seen he's, he's not the most precise passer that, that dig over the middle require, you, you really got to throw the ball out. In front. It's hard. Jimmy can do it sometimes. Um, Lance is a little bit scattershot with it. So don't call it that much, especially if it's, you know, if it's cover one and it's, it's like, it's not open. Just saying. And I, I think right, where he also, we even saw a play today that I, the, the very next play, I think it was after that he had, they, they were just doing situational. It wasn't just, you know, teams weren't turning the ball over back and forth. It was that, uh, you know, going to the sideline, uh, reminiscent of a throw that he might've had to make against Arizona. We even saw the throw to Danny Gray, which is the tad off uh, against the Packers. He's comfortable making those throws. And I feel like more often than not, he's putting those, he's not putting those in harm's way. I really feel yeah. like he, that that's. And so unfortunately I didn't, Pull that one in today, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, so the best way to hide Lance's flaws is sort of the way uh, what the Viking. Just a second. Sorry, housekeeping. Oh my! What do you order? Uh, not nothing. I'll just get my uh, room clean. Oh wow. okay. So the okay, so what what Philly does with Jalen Hurts is they call a lot of deep shots and sideline passes. Those are low percentage throws, but they're also throws that don't get picked very often. Yep. So that's a good way. But the other thing I noticed with Lance, and it's it's a bugaboo of mine, he'll fix it eventually, is the, the check down. You saw it today with the Jeff Wilson over his head. He does that too much, oh, like way over the head. So I, I don't know if – you don't need to give him a check down all the time because he's his check down. It was with Ka – how often did Kaepernick check down? If it's right. not there, Kaepernick's running, and that's 10 yards. It's so yeah. I – that may be something they adjust, you know, that you may see some design throws to running backs, screens, uh, angle routes out of the backfield. But the like off your back foot, last option, throw to the flat, maybe not so much. Maybe he had, maybe, a, couple, maybe, yeah. he had a couple today. Yeah. Um, no, and, and he also, Sermon, right? Hit Sermon. Yes. Yeah. Trace Sermon, they picked up a first down on a, on a third and short. And it was, yeah. and he, this is the thing though. I, what I have seen with Trey is he does yeah. seem, to not give up too quickly, but he also yeah. he more often than not that was the only turnover worthy throw in in two practices it felt like, yes, um, where there was the pick and it does feel like he's going through progressions quickly and he said you know what then then I'm going to the check I don't feel like this is the thing any of the sacks that he took today I really didn't feel was a byproduct of like the Justin Fields effect where you're just where the Russell right. Wilson career holding right. the ball holding the ball holding the ball trying to be a hero I do think that's Mark Jackson really, too frankly well, well yeah Mark Jack yeah. Yeah. And, and and honestly, Grant, that's a huge sign of the maturity that yeah. he has as a quarterback. Um, and I think that's a big flaw in mobile quarterbacks. If you're running into sacks, mm -hmm. how 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 valuable is your mobility really? And with right. Lance, it seems like you saw it last year. He got sacked less frequently than Jimmy, despite holding the ball longer. Well, interestingly enough, the other guy that Kyle alleges now that you know uh, that that Mac was the guy that he was interested in. Um, Everybody was talking about Max sidestep and his mm -hmm. ability, his functional mobility in the uh -huh. pocket. And actually, that's really what I've been more impressed with Lance lately. Is it's not all this crazy running; it's that functional mobility, right. pocket awareness, yeah. uh, holding on to the ball, ball security. Uh, live to see another day. Yeah. And today, that throw, he was trying to do a little bit. Um, it just, you know, you're gonna make mistakes. So the best way to high Lance's flaws: run him. Frequently, you're going to see a lot of what Zach oh, David. Thank you for becoming a member. Zachary says that triple option will be a quad option because Lance will have the opportunity to throw it downfield too. Yeah, just imagine. Okay, so you got Lance uh, handing off on the dive, 
or Lance holding it, running and pitching to Debo, or keeping it, running himself, or stopping, setting up, throwing downfield to Danny Gray. You can do all that. Yep. Sounds like a lot of fun. And again, there's no other offense like this in the league, so preparing for the Niners will be tricky. And you got a flavor of it today. They they did actually do a design QB keeper where it looked like that zone read, and then he was out, and and he gained, you know, it was an easy first down on a – I don't remember what down it was. It was a 10-yard-to-go yep. situation. Um, and the thing is, when it, Kyle just peppers that in, even if it's once a game, where you do that particular play, it can be a killer. Um, and, and so as soon – this is the thing we haven't seen. We get into analyzing practices, and we try to see what – you know, you can look at nitpick and these other things, but I think when Kyle gets his full install – uh, on September 11th, I think that's when people are really going to see the entire package that Trey Lance brings. And I think people are sleeping on it. Um, one thing, and then I'll, we'll move on from Lance. Mm -hmm. One thing that's really impressive about him that you couldn't see at North Dakota State because their offensive line was so great and he was never under pressure is how well he does against pressure. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, he's not he's not flustered. He's calm. Oh. He's calm. He steps up. He doesn't try to spin out of it. He's really a natural. It's yeah. quite impressive. And you, again, you didn't see that on tape at all. No, and I think that's the big thing. It's his, he is, he really is not to beat the metaphor, but he's just a cool customer, man. He's just, he's not a guy that lets, and he, you know, in his interviews, he's the same, he kind of has that same mentality. Like he just legitimately does not really seem to care what people think. Uh, it, on the field, it seems like he has a short memory and yeah. that's encouraging. Yeah. And it's funny, I, you can kind of feel it. Uh, you, you were mentioning uh, confidence. You can kind of get a sense of an athlete's confidence. I like Kellen Mond coming out. I never said, mm -hmm. saw Kellen Mond in person. I'm watching him today. I've seen Kellen Mond now. I've seen him. I've seen Lance. Lance is just dripping with confidence. Mm -hmm. Kellen Mond has none. I mean, the ball comes out of his hand beautifully. He's a good athlete. Dude, I, he's just, every time he drops back, it's like scramble. It's like, oh man, yeah. Kellen. But he's maybe he's just not a naturally a confident athlete at this level, the way Trey Lance is. And it's like, where did you get this confidence, Trey? In Marshall, Minnesota? Hey, man. And it's like that. I'm glad you brought up the footwork because that's where you see, you know, the helmets on. You don't see their facial. It's like the feet tell you everything about confidence to me. And I think that's where Kellen Mond, as soon as he gets a, a modicum of pressure, he's out. Like even the sacks that Trey Lance took today, he wasn't around there like, you know, holding the ball out wide or like just like, you know, head on. He, 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 he stays within structure and um, yeah, it's, so that's, it's all good. Those good things will come. Uh, but I think that's probably one of the next things, you know, that just keeps the refrain was the pressure. I mean, there was just so much pressure today from the Vikings uh, front seven. Uh, so so many, hold on. Colin Cowherd was talking today and he was saying, again, the biggest question with the Niners is their quarterback. You don't know what you're going to get from day to day. Uh, he's a grab bag or whatever in the Super Bowl roster. Okay. I've been there. He struggled a little bit at the early camp, uh, but that was against a great secondary that was would have shut down anyone. Yep. Since some of those guys have gotten hurt, he's been pretty much – his numbers have been great. You saw him two days ago. I mean, two days in a row. To me, it's not necessarily the quarterback. It's this line and, like, will this offense ever actually get in a rhythm or is it going to be first down, first down, sack, punt, first down, sack, punt? And what do you think? And this is the thing, and no homer, but the idea that Kyle disguised Tom Compton last year. Kyle made Tom Compton look like, you know, had PFF. That's it. Serious. got him paid. Yeah, he did. And I that's where the play calling comes in that you're talking about, disguising not even the Trey's potential flaws, but 
if that if this keeps up, you're gonna you're you're gonna see, I think, a lot more of Debo in the traditional usage that nobody wanted to see that that people wanted to see limited. I think that you're gonna see him just say, "Hey, winning games is the objective. I'm not gonna have my guy drop back long. We're we're just we're moving and we're going." Yeah, the best way to 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 help your pass protection is to run the ball. And that's what they're going to do. They, and he's, and look, Kyle can, yeah, not every, you know, everybody thinks to get these players and coaches get in front of the microphone and they're always just hundred percent honest. He, Kyle, he's king of coach speak, but I think I take him at his word when they've talked about, they're going to run the ball. Everybody knows they're always going to run the ball and he's always still able to do so pretty effectively to set up everything else he wants. So I think, um, the difference now, though, is that you have a quarterback that you have to respect in that regard, too. So it's not as easy as just lining up all these guys in the box. And when Trey can take the top off, it's over. So it's, yeah. Right. I mean, with, with Jimmy, it was like, okay, well, we're going to run the ball, but it's like 10 and 11 football, and he's not involved. And watch how we can beat you without a quarterback. Okay. Now it's different. It's um, we can run the ball, but also you have to respect play action. Mm-hmm. So you can't just, when it, even when you do, we are throwing, it looks like a run at first, and you have to honor that we the 49ers and then finally this is a big one pocket movement yes pocket movement i mean this is something that harbaugh never understood he would get colin kaepernick sacked like five or six times in a game and you'd be like hey jim how come we didn't roll out your quarterback once he's colin kaepernick and he's like why would i i never rolled out when i was a quarterback rolling outs for losers like come on jim what are you doing seriously kyle actually does a very good job of moving the launch point and keeping pass rushers uh on their heels Mm -hmm. so those are three things that Niners can do Yep. Yep. Offensive rhythm will be the, the biggest factor with the offenses here. Last second sports, also known as Jesse Naylor, says Trey in game scenarios, Texans preseason and joint practices is 43 of 61. He has improved a lot mechanically already. Wait until week 18. Strap in. Strap in, Jesse. My goodness. Wow. I think I just did strap in. Mikey49 er says, no more the word Jimmy Bannett if it's uh Ward DB1. No more the word Jimmy. Yeah, I, I don't want to say his name anymore. He's the he's the quarterback who must not be named. Yeah, the guy whose name I, I that escapes me at, at the time. Yeah. Uh, how did Bosa and Kinlaw look? Oh, we have topics on both of them. You just wait. You just wait. But first, I want to talk. I want to say with the offense. I want to talk about how the Niners are going to use Debo this year because that's always a mystery. And it's like there was a very specific way they used him last year, but I think a lot of that had to do with who the quarterback was. All those slants and in breaking routes. Yeah, Debo does those well, but that's all Jimmy can do. Um, it's not necessarily what Lance does the best. So how do you think? And it's as you've seen, they're sort of figuring out and struggling to figure out how exactly the Lance-Debo connection is going to work. They'll get it. But right now, they're sort of in the experimental phase. Yep. And it's a lot of stuff down the field that's not hitting so far. So what do you think they'll ultimately land on? I still think that, I still think that you know, Debo was, um, you know, operating more exclusively as a receiver before Elijah Mitchell was going down last year. He was already putting together quite a season, but a lot of that still, again, was you're getting, it's, it's balls that you're catching near the line of scrimmage. It's tons of yak. I still think that you're going to see that. Um, I still believe, um, you know, today we saw a rep where might've been slightly high, but it looked like, you know, I'm talking about Debo might've mistimed his jump was near the sidelines or it doesn't usually where he operates. You don't, I mean, honestly, if you really look back at Debo Samuel football, how many times do you see him, running down the sideline uh it, it's not really and we always attribute that to jimmy right well jimmy can't throw that right and i'm not no. saying that yeah yeah i'm not saying it can't happen i still am a firm believer that you 
And it's not because of the incentives of the contract. I really believe that this offensive weapon, a wide back, is not dead for Kyle Shanahan. I and and I, mean, I don't. This guy's going to be in the backfield a lot. He's yeah, be I, and I don't think it's yeah. going to drop as much as people think at all. I think yeah. that Kyle. I don't think Debo cares. He got his contract. Uh, he knows the style of play is physical, no matter what. Uh, yeah. You're going to get the bag that you can get in the three years. The bottom line is, uh, and I think that's smart. And I think that if you take, you know, if you say Debo's your Ferrari and like, or that, that's your kind of, you know, <laughs> that, that's your secret weapon. I, mean, I, I think it's ridiculous to sit here and limit yourself by saying, you know what? Sorry, Debo, we don't want you to take as many hits. We're just not going to, we're not going to bring you out of the backfield. So no, um, I think that's going to be more Ayuk's game. I think that's going to be um, uh, obviously Danny Gray, I, based on the limited stamps that I think he's probably going to get, but. It'll be interesting because you're right. It didn't look the connection really isn't there. Pushing Not yet. Feel with Debo. Because here's the thing: like Debo's good on the dig route. Well, the slant he's good on the slant, but Trey doesn't have the quickest release. He's good on the dig, but Trey's a little scatter shot, and Debo has short arms. So I mean, you'd rather Trey throw that to Kittle or Ayuk for like because those guys actually can make catches away from their body as opposed to Debo, who sometimes can, but also like today will tip the ball. To the DB, well, so it seems like you can hand it to him. You could throw screens to him, but after that, what's the? How do you get him the ball down the field? And I think they're trying to go deep, and we're saying not the sideline, but on the play action, like deep crossing routes, he can run away from DBs across the field. And I think we've seen him do at times. Today he was thrown a little bit behind him. He was open. And that's where Ayuk is a guy who I trust more in maybe contested catch situations. Yeah. I'm not saying that Debo can't make those in this tight, but like. I think he does as tough as he is. I mean, he will, we know, I don't have to say it. He's going to lay the boom, but um, it, he operates better in space. And I think that it was yeah. interesting to see, you know, you're, I don't think you're going to see him lined up outside in man one-on-one on the outside. And I, and I, I don't know. It'd be nice to have that versatility. I'm not saying he can't, but yeah, I still think you're going to see most of Debo's touches are coming underneath are coming close, are going to be out of the backfield on some misdirection plays and then getting him out in space. And that's what we haven't even seen in camp yet so much is Kyle running that plan where he's got an install where he's creating this ridiculous separation for his guys as much yeah. as it, and that'll come. And I think we're going to see a lot of is, is this pistol formation where, you know, Debo starts out wide and motions into the backfield. It starts out in the backfield, motions out wide. And you have like that playing that, that game with Debo and Ray Ray McLeod. I think Ray Ray's going to get a lot of snaps this year because he's going to be part of this whole run game package. And I'm curious to see how much they use use check. They always pay use check, bring him back, love use check. No. They never use him ever. And, and and his yeah, in his role in pass protection, and, and it, I agree that like he is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, we watch the NFL top one hundred list, and a lot of this is just fluff. These players are, yeah. you know, bust their hearts. Like they're they're gonna everybody's scratching each other's backs, right? Like, but you know, you watch some of that stuff, like you realize what you said. Juice really is, and underutilized and underappreciated weapon in that offense. Yeah. And I think though, we did see many times uh, where he was on a leak play. How many times did that happen? Drink, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, Jimmy missed the leak, leak deep and, and Juice is out there wide open, like being overthrown. I'd like, we at all camp, have we seen Juice? I mean, targeted on anything? He, like got, that? he had a target, I mean, like one a day. It's like one a day. But yeah. not, but not yeah. where it's a situation where he's more than just a dump off. No, and it's like you're he's an offensive weapon. They pay money, he'd think they would do right. stuff like that. I so I think though, like we said, I think you're onto something there in a lot of ways. I think that Kyle is a guy who 
likes to play things close to his vest. He thinks everybody's watching him, even though everybody knows what he can do. But I think you're going to see once he get, get all these guys doing the things that we know that they can do. Yeah, I'd be, it'd be nice to see him out there. Um, but which that's the question I have for you is if you get juice out there in those lineups, in those formations, like how many snaps are all these other guys going to do? I mean, how many times are you going to see three wide receiver sets? Um, and it, that, that, that to me is what's going to be interesting about the deep ball is with Danny Gray showing success in that regard. Like, I, I just don't, it's going to be interesting. Um, and I, that's why I sometimes feel like Juice's touches get limited because they're using him so much as a blocker. Yeah. And I just think the way the offense is, is evolving. I mean, he was really important in like the eye formation under center run game stuff, but, and then last year as like that jet sweep blocker. Um, but now in this pistol formation, there's so much more you can do with a backfield of, you know, Elijah Mitchell and Debo than uh, Elijah Mitchell and juice check use or, or Elijah Mitchell and Ray Ray than Elijah Mitchell and use check. I mean, yeah, you don't get the blocker, but you're, you're, creating mister you're creating misdirection with all these options you don't really need that blocker I'm just curious to see and again ray ray's a bigger pat a bigger receiving threat so i i'm curious to see what happens at juice but that well, this was a debo topic what were you gonna yeah. say no i was saying you we even you just mentioned ray ray i actually ray thought ray. they've been knocking for being his fumbles i i've actually been impressed with him uh and what i've seen uh in drills he did like a great catch today. today you said catch today yeah and 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 he wow he, he is a weapon i mean you hold on to the ball but like that guy that has legit juice, he's he's really good out of his releases. You saw him make the cornerback like just you know look like a JV all-star yeah. in, against the Packers. I just that's another wrinkle. And so there's gonna be a lot of mouths to feed, and that's gonna be exciting to see who gets fed. But I think we'll you'll fans will see that we we already saw it in the regular uh, first preseason game. Ray Ray is in great shape. Ayuk's mm-hmm. uh, in great shape, and those two are in regular season form. DC says just left Minneapolis, didn't see PSJ thrown any uh, on any of the four practice fields or in the mini stadium. Wonder if he's throwing the side field in Santa Clara right now. No, nah, I think he only does that when media's out there. He only does that when there's an audience. No, I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, moving on to the next topic. Boom. Ty Davis Price. Uh, he, he's interesting because he's not particularly agile. So he's not going to do a move or, or he's not going to move in a certain way that makes you say wow in practice. He's just violent mm-hmm. and you tell because the vikings hate him <laughs> they they he kept like almost getting into fights and i think that's what the niners like about him because they want to be the most violent team in the league not just on defense but on offense too and that's why they like the whole elijah mitchell debo tandem yeah. elijah mitchell runs hard but he's small he gets hurt same with jeff wilson jr they they get themselves hurt by running so hard this guy's legitimately big and I think they they feel that he just might fit their identity and they might be able to use him. He might make them even more violent. What do you see from Ty Davis Price up, up close? Yeah, and yesterday I want to clarify. I mean, I, I said, like, I still think, like, I like Ty Davis Price. I thought third round was rich. But I also think that Kyle went to the well two years in a row uh, for a third-round pick, which to me I'm not saying he's done on Sermon, but I believe this team and this coaching staff – really likes Ty Davis price. And like you said, he got run, he got run with the ones today Yeah. Uh, for really, he hadn't had much of that uh, up to this point. And one thing about him is he's tough as hell. He's going to both, he's going to bowl through you, but he, he's, 
I think relatively decisive as well. I think he can get to the corner uh, quicker than you think. He's not going to juke. He's not, like you said, he's not going to remind you of Barry Sanders. Um, but he is faster than he looks for a big guy. Um, and I think that decisive nature is what really drew Kyle to him anyway. I mean, that's what he likes out of his back. So, uh, I mean, Mostert wasn't flashy. He no. was decisive and fast and uh, super fast. Now, Davis Price isn't fast like that, but he's decisive and big and fast and violent. It's it's the the style the Niners want, and I think it's pretty much what Trey Sermon isn't, at least at this point. Well, yeah, and, and the, the thing you mentioned yesterday, too, is about, okay, can he catch balls? I I think all these guys can be – it seemed like, you, you know, at the beginning you are talking about how he couldn't catch a cold out of the backfield, and I believe – I'll take it back. Ball. He can catch a cold. He can catch, he catch a screen. Screen's not that hard. No. I, I wouldn't throw him a, a Texas route. No, I wouldn't want him one on one against a linebacker. But if you get him like a little space and just like, you you, you could catch a screen, Ty. Right, and he's I, not he's not Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, no, yeah, and, and that's fine. And it's like that's the thing though. And, and I I believe people said that about Raheem Mostert too. Like when given a chance, like they can yeah. do they can do those. Yeah, he can catch a dump off. But yeah. also that pass protection, which uh, as we saw today, I mean, if if that's a, if that's a you know of the feather in his cap we're going to need it uh if there's any you know right if, if it's any indication of what we've been seeing is going to follow into the season so i don't know if he'll be a third a three down back for this team but you can't throw him a screen on first and second down he can block on pass plays and it looks like he uh he may be the kind of guy who has like a three yard run a two yard run a three yard run but he could have a 50 yarder if you get him a crease, he could run through an arm tackle, and he could be – because Elijah Mitchell never gave you big plays. He was consistent, but he never gave you the big play. It was Debo. And I think you're going to get some big plays from Ty Davis. Yeah, I, I also think that yeah. with PDP in the game, I think that that was, could be a prime time for Trey on some QB keepers as well. Like people might be feeling like you're keying in on this guy who doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be like this more dynamic player. He's a young guy, and all of a sudden you key in on that rush and you bite on it, and there goes Trey for 15. So – yeah, I think it's it's gonna. And if anything, I'm you know I'm I'm a big RBC guy, like running back by committee. I I'm not. I don't need a. I, I don't need the Adrian Petersons uh, of the world, and Kyle doesn't need that to function either. So um, this is you know it's gonna be next man up. And like you said, I like Elijah Mitchell a lot. I loved him in camp last year, but again, we're not gonna see him the rest of the camp. Uh, and he'll probably be in and out of the lineup all and year. Let's be realistic with Elijah Mitchell. He's a little back who runs like a big back. Yeah, he's probably going to be in and out of the lineup. And there's a reason that the Niners just drafted a big back who runs like a big back. You know, Trey yeah. Sermon's a big back who runs like a little back. Elijah Mitchell, a little back who runs like a big back. This is a big back who runs like a big back. It's what they want. It's the identity they want to have. This guy has a super highway to a starting job eventually. And so, Kyle Shanahan, yeah. the number one thing to me that he likes out of all positions, I know this sounds like, because you never think of Kyle Shanahan as a meathead. He's not like that Mike Zimmer traditional type of like, but by God, he loves toughness. Like he yeah. wants, that's his. Well, he thing. learned from Dante Pettis. Mm-hmm. Yep. Marquis Goodwin. Yeah. He learned. Yeah. He learned. This team was way different four or five years ago. It was all yeah. about speed, not toughness. Now they want to be the, the toughest, most violent team in the league. And I think they felt that they were last year and that they're even more now. Well, and, and that's why he liked Elijah Mitchell too. Like, cause you made right. a good point. Yeah. He's a small back that runs like a big back, but Elijah Mitchell uh, at Louisiana and going to the NFL last year, He's fast, but he yeah. he's tough. He will run through you, but he doesn't have the physique to withstand that type of, no. type of hit. So no, but also he he wasn't pulling pulling away from NFL defenders. Debo does. Ty Davis Price might. 
I, we have he came close to pulling away in that preseason. He had one rush where he cut back and got like tripped up, but it seems like he could he could have some really long runs this year. I don't know. I'm just I think that's what the Niners think. Good. Callie Callie Tremor says with the injuries, where is the importance with the O line versus the secondary? Go out and get more linemen or get more bodies in the secondary. Also, thanks for the big boy sizes with the comb merch. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks for thanks for uh, being interested. It's hard to get quality um, players in the secondary or O line this late in the process, man. It's just tough. I mean, when you do, you get you get Josh Norman, right? You get Josh Norman. You get Jordan Mills. Nothing against Jordan Mills, but I mean, they already they've already tried. They're already gone that route. Mm-hmm. So, um, but but just to answer your question, like, what is a bigger issue right now? I, to me, the secondary without those three, it goes from being a great secondary to a bad secondary. Horrible. Uh, I, I don't know that the, the, there are no saviors coming back for the Niners offensive line, but there are some saviors coming back from the secondary. You put it that way. Yeah. No, yeah. And, but their, their secondary looks great if you have Shervarius Ward, Emmanuel Moses, and Jimmy Ward. Um, yeah. if, if you have all three of those guys out, this, that's a problem. But, but any, NFL, any yeah. NFL team, if you take your Pro Bowl safety out and your two starting corners, but any Mosley's NFL back. team would be the worst secondary in the league. I it, mean, Mosley's almost back. He might even play in this game. Yeah, uh, Traverius Ward. Don't know what's up with him. I think he'll be back soon. Yeah. So I, okay, I, I don't yeah. think they need to run him in the preseason. I think he's looked. I thought he's looked like from what corroborating everybody that I've heard and trust that he's had one of the best camps of any 49ers. He so was I, looking great. So anyway, come on, Traverius. Salah says uh, Kyle doesn't open his bag of tricks until halfway through the season. I feel like we don't see it until week eight or nine. Mm. He should probably kick that in. <laughs> he should start sooner. Yeah, I, I maybe think he's figuring out what works for his team that year. I mean, he really changed his offense midseason last year. He Big had time. to. He had to, and he did. All right, Nick Bosa. Now again, two fields, two practices simultaneously. I'm on the sideline. I'm, I'm behind an end zone, so it's I have a terrible angle. Let's put it that way. They do. You are in the stands, and the defense is right in front of you. So mm-hmm. you had a front row seat for Nick Bosa today. Tell me what you saw. I was doing. Yeah, I was sitting there with Steph Sanchez and Brad Graham today. I was looking right and we were I was it seemed like every other play we're like we just have to keep in track. Because the refs on that side of the field for whatever reason they let the, the 11 on 11s they kind of let the play go. And there were a couple of touchdowns the Vikings got that were like Well, if you didn't, Nick Bosa would just end every play. Yeah, yeah. No. That's like, I mean, honestly, I was like did he have six sacks today? I mean, I I stopped like I and you know, and I'm like you said I'm watching the other field too, so I'm just constantly but it was just like I feel like the one refrain was, oh, 49ers offensive line giving up a pressure and Nick Bosa is unblockable. There were a couple of plays where it was so quick that it almost didn't even look like people got set. It was just, he's a freak. He looks like he's in the best shape of his life, which you almost say this every year. The dude is just, he's zoned, he is zoned in. And if one, and so I know that's the next time I won't jump ahead, but like, yeah, if, if Nick Bosa is healthy, he's defensive player of the year. Right, I, but let's let's step back for a second. So you didn't get to see the full defense with the, with the secondary, but just imagine earlier in camp, Nick Bosa, Emmanuel Mosley, Traverius Ward, Jimmy Ward, Fred Warner, all together, yeah, going against this offense with no Debo, and people wringing their hands a little bit about completion percentage. I mean, it it you could see why, right? Yeah, saying, well, and and no Trent Williams, no Trent Williams. So and, really, defense does have with Nick Bosa has the potential to be the best defense in the league. Oh yeah, no, this is a top three defense. If if, Trevor, if the if the corners and and Jimmy are there, 
Um, this is a top three defense, and they could probably mask it. it, it they, look, they were able to cobble some together with Josh Norman last year and Dante yeah. Johnson. So, and like Thomas, yeah, exactly. So, and I think though these guys, their injuries aren't severe. They come back. Jimmy Ward, I'm a little worried about, but I think they could piece that together a little bit with George Odom. It's not ideal, but it's it's he's actually you know he had a nice pick on Kirk Cousins yesterday. He he covers ground quick, and he filled in very well for Indianapolis last year. Uh, and, and put in some good reps. Uh, he's not just a special teams guy. So, uh, but yeah, no, I think the bigger concern to me, if the secondary were to be out, would be that. That was a former topic. But Nick Bosa, if he keeps playing the way he is, I know there's another guy we're going to be talking about real soon that plays right next to him that makes his job a lot easier too. It, this is a dynamic defense. Real quick, Daniel Kelly over here is spouting nonsense in the uh, in the comments. He says, Trey's strengths are his athleticism, and that's about it. He has above-average arm and also suffers from arm fatigue, as reported by Niners B. Ah. Okay, okay, okay. Trey is immature and has a lot of false bravado. Hold immature. on. He's immature? Daniel, you never met him. I know him better than you. Literally everyone who's ever met the kid has said, wow, he's really mature for a 22-year-old. He Maybe we're all, maybe we're, we're all being duped. And he's a sociopath who has a, a different personality. But so far, maturity is like his thing. And false bravado, he's this like quiet kid from a small town in outside of South Dakota. He really doesn't seem like the kind of guy who has any, a lot of bravado. He has a lot of, he strikes me as a quiet confidence kind of guy, not a false bravado kind of guy. False bravado kind of guy is like Baker Mayfield. Daniel Jim. Kelly, yeah. Like Daniel Kelly going to, Full QAnon on us right here. I, this is the thing. Hey, I appreciate you, man. I mean, yeah. keep grinding out there. Um, yeah. like, dude, what are you talking I mean, about? You're speaking in code, Daniel. I mean, this is the thing. It's like this idea. Everybody's yeah. lying. Everybody that's ever met him at every level is, yeah. The, the one thing is this. I think that I won't address Daniel because I'm glad he said that, though, because I think there is, it's something that we can just, um, that we talked about before is if anything, uh, what he's not a project is, is his maturity and leadership. You know, like, it, it's like, to me, like, it, it, and the guy who, the, who. False bravado, like what, like kissing his bicep? Like what, what, what <laughs> he's the most understated person. He's one of the most understated kids I've ever met. Top you, see, you see a guy run down the field just to get the ball for a guy who had his first NFL touchdown. A mold, a, a he could use party. more bravado. Yeah. You know it's what like, I mean? He's almost like, almost on the Alex Smith spectrum. He's almost he's like. So yeah, he's a yeah. square. He's almost a yeah, square. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a freaking square. <laughs> and Steve Young was being like, dude, you need to you can you have a little license to be a little bit more of a jerk than this. Anyway, uh, so I had to I had to dispute that one. All right, let's talk Javon Kinlaw again. Yeah, you had a front row seat to the defense. Mm. I didn't. What did you see from Javon? He honestly, so he I don't care if he gets I know that we we sometimes judge uh defensive linemen based on you know sacks acquired, uh, you know, accumulated and Honestly, there were times where he was literally getting triple teamed. Okay. And he pushes the pocket like it's with, with three guys on him, and it's like nothing to him. My and, favorite thing about Javon is how he comes out to camp, uh, to practice with his jersey rolled up and his, uh, and his pants rolled up because he's really proud of how great a shape he's in. And he is in great shape. I've never seen a D tackle in that good of shape. Oh, he, Just in terms of like body fat and, and yeah. muscles, like, damn, dog. And we know. And we know that he'd had like the tendonitis and stuff. I, the cool thing is, is like I haven't seen him favoring anything. I mean, knock on no wood. setbacks, no. And so he's having a really good camp in the sense that he's out there every day. He is, and I'll say this: if he continues to eat up 
those double teams. The triple team's not going to happen. That was just kind of a weird thing. But like, it was just funny to see that. Right. If he's routinely getting doubles. He's doing his job. Oh, yeah. End of story. And he, the other stuff, he'll come. He's going to get his yeah. penetration. He's going to get his sacks. But like, Nick Bosa is yeah. just going to eat so much. And yeah. if we see those situational guys, rotational guys like Kimopa Dre and Ebicom and uh, Drake Jackson, uh, I just, he, he's one of the strongest players in the NFL. There's just, there are not many people like him. And he's, well, he's the key to, I, I, what's, yeah. what, what killed me is that the Niners really wanted, really traded him for Buckner. I still can't get over it. But at the same time, I understand from their perspective why they did it. As good as Buckner is, he, he's a finesse defensive tackle. You know, like the swingers, they're a finesse team, bro. He's a finesse defensive tackle. And as good as he is, their run defense was not good in 2019. If you look at their right. yards per carry allowed, it was high. And I think they felt, especially in a wide nine defense, he wasn't a great fit for it. He's 6'8". He's a little lean. You can move him around. Um, You can't move Kinlaw. And I think they felt we will actually sacrifice a little pass rush from our D-tackle spot so we can be better against the run and we'll be a better overall defense for it. And it's kind of mind-blowing to me to think that you were better off with a run defender than a pass rusher. But, I mean, I, I see where they're coming from. I just want to credit you for the swingers reference. I think there's people younger than you. You're from team, bro. That's just like my favorite movie in high school. Yeah, like, I love that. And for all you youngins out there, like before John Favreau was in Marvel movies and Mandalorian and Vince Vaughn, you know, went a little off the deep end. Like they were, he was making cinema. All right. There's a certain age where you're like, where you, where you're like maybe 14 and you really, really um, uh, identify with Favreau. And oh, yeah. Vince Vaughn, Vaughn just seems like the coolest person in the world. You want to be Vince Vaughn, but you be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm Favreau. Yeah, Vaughn, he's Favreau's cool. I'm Favreau, yeah. yeah. Voice ad agency says Trey, La- Trey Lance is a true team guy. He will hang out with them, call and text back in season or off season. Jimmy Garoppolo is not. The players are all in on Lance. Yeah, man, I understand being like, look, uh, you know, his mechanics, the way he throws or this or that, he's unproven. His maturity and his false bravado, it's like, that's the that's why I want to address it. Is like, man, I don't think you should be spreading stuff like that. That's just unless you have a source, unless you have a story. It just seems like a little slanderous and incorrect. Okay, I have a seven o'clock flight out of here. I can't do this all night. But this is the this is the final question. After two days of practice, do you feel you got a sense of which team is better, Niners or Vikings? No, it's and hard. I'll tell you it's why. Hard. Because in I think that. Again, you are in a game flow. If you were actually going back and forth and seeing the, the guys come off the field and seeing what it's like in a real game scenario, but also, again, not to make excuses, I the 49ers front seven was really playing lights out. Uh, secondary had its problem. Uh, Samuel Womack to me was a, a big shining light in that secondary. He he continues to just look amazing. And by the way, out of the slot, but also lining up outside, he, he he's He's just, he's looking like a steal. That's why I can't really tell. Without Traverius Ward, without Jimmy Ward and Emmanuel Mosley, there's just zero way that you can even evaluate the secondary. And it's really hard to even really evaluate Hufanga as much either because I don't think, like you said, Hufanga's not going to be a guy you want to trust in coverage. You're really not. Um, but that's not necessarily his role. And Jimmy Ward helps not disguise so much as like just – Complement what what their expectation their, their expectations for those guys' roles are. So yeah. that's the big thing for me. It, if I would have seen that, fine. Um, but I'll say this: I, despite Nick Bosa being disruptive, 
I do feel overall the Vikings offensive line looked more sound than yeah. the 49ers offensive line. Um, yeah. And so I, in a lot of ways it's a push, but no, I didn't really learn much as far as that regard. I still believe very strongly the 49ers are a top tier team in the NFC when healthy. I really believe that. Yeah. I think the Vikings are a playoff team. I believe I, I am not one of those people that's going to be surprised when they're in. I actually would be, I expect them to be one of the seven teams because in that division, Lions and Bears, I, I feel are relatively cheeks. You've got the NFC South with what looks like a one horse show and maybe pay attention to what's going on with Tom Brady. Uh, and then you've got the NFC East, which I think will probably be another one, too, depending what the Eagles and Cowboys do. Um, and then it's the Rams and the Niners. Maybe the Cardinals figure out something. I don't know. Okay. Um, so it's tough to answer this question because I didn't see every play. You know, like when right. I'm at a normal practice, you, I can see every play. And I'm like, I can tell you for certain if the offense or defense got the best of that day. This one's tough, but my feeling is that at least in these practices, the Vikings were a slightly better team. Now, again, the Niners were missing three quarters of their secondary and a lot of players, their right tackle. So I guess it was to be expected a little bit. Um, but what the Vikings have going for them, the Niners are a very good team. But I think the Vikings are going to win that division. Oh, I think – I mean, look, the Packers always win it, but they lost Devontae Adams. They don't have a receiver. Watching Justin Jefferson in person, you were a little bit closer, but damn! Yep. Wow! He's wow. You could throw to him every play. Every time I looked up, it was like eight to 18, eight to 18, yeah. eight to 18. I, I think he's, he could have the Cooper cup year from last year. Yeah. Cause he's now with the Cooper cup coach. He's going to go nuts. He, he is. Yeah. It's okay to say this and it's not overreacting in preseason. It's a looking over the first couple of years. And I was not, I thought Justin Jefferson was a first round receiver. I was wrong on him. Uh, not being a top 15 pick. Um, and it wasn't, a, I wasn't slandering him at the time. I just, Dude. I felt like he was going to be, oh, I got, God. I got duped by the collegiate coaches usage. I think yeah. okay, all he's going to be is this inside guy. guy. Yeah. Yep. And when really like the him and Jamar Chase are the two best wide receivers in the league and, at the same school. Yeah. They're so Justin Jefferson yeah. is, I think, I think what you're going to see very quickly is people are going to have that. Everybody thinks it's got, we got to say Devonte Adams. I honestly think Justin Jefferson may be the number, the best receiver. Kyle said that. Kyle said that. He said oh, did he really? He said it last year in a press conference. He, he was here before, after the game. He goes, Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the league. He, oh, he, he's already said that. Yes. yes. He has everything. He has, it's just body control, speed, his routes, his confidence. Like he's never, and today I you know, went back and forth, Croc kind of, you know, Croc's a DB, and I felt like Yamato Lenora was grabbing his jersey, which he was. And, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, Lenore had a nice PB, but like Jefferson gets up and he's like, okay, I've, I've been smoking you all drills. I'm going to do it again. And it's like, he yeah. just, it's just who he is. And it, he made guys, a one-handed catch. I think he landed out of bounds, but it was, it's just, yeah. it was like so easy. No, and there, yeah. there look, Dalvin, I'm sorry, Dalvin Sully and, and O'Neal and Darisar are pretty good young bookend tackles. Interior line's a little iffy, but yeah. And now they got to Darius Smith. Yeah. And feeling now they got to Darius Smith. Who, who wrecked the Niners in that final play. He wrecked Colton McKivitz. Thank you very much, Colton. Yep. No, the Niners have never been able to block Zedaria Smith. At any point, he is a good player. Anyway. Yeah. David? Hey. I've enjoyed it. You live out here, right? I live in far northeastern Minnesota on Lake Superior, but I lived in Minneapolis for 12 years before moving up there. Wow. Well, it was my first time out here. I went out uh, last night to a Italian restaurant that was – freaking amazing there's good food out here i had no, I, there's oh, like yeah, a, 
I mean, it's a wow. food, it's a food city. It's a music city. It's a, it, it's yeah. It's a sleeper. It's a dark horse. Good beer too. Okay. Anyway, um, no purple rain. I was disappointed. I was, but you know, P- Prince did pass away, so I guess it's tough. You gotta go walk. You can go walk by First Avenue. It's right there, right, probably by your hotel. Where you from? Oh, there you go. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I gotta let the, uh, the the lady do her thing. Um, oh yeah, man, she's been knocking down the door, man. Yeah, thanks for watching, everyone. I'm flying back first thing in the morning, so I'll be back streaming tomorrow. Uh, see you then, David. Great job, great job. Thank you, brother. Check it. Check out. Uh, check them out on all 49ers si.com slash NFL slash 49ers. He'll be doing some uh, writing for me this season for us. Yeah. Thanks. Peace. Peace.